Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. You know, some Christian people believe that the power of God in a person's life should keep him from all trials and conflicts. They believe that if they are a believer, that they are exempt from great trials and difficulties. But actually, the power of God in a person's life can bring about conflicts and struggles. We would think that Paul, during his great missionary journey to Rome, would have been kept by God's power of the violent storms and of his enemies. Yet for Paul, the opposite was true. He faced many difficult situations. He endured one long, difficult struggle with the Jews who were persecuting him. He faced poisonous snakes, fierce winds, and shipwreck. Does this sound like a God of infinite power? Yes, it is just like God. Remember, Paul said that once he took the Lord Jesus Christ as his life in his body, a severe conflict immediately arose. In fact, in Paul's life, the conflict never ended. The pressure on Paul was persistent and consistent. But from each and every conflict, Paul always arose victorious through the strength of Jesus Christ. That is why he could so boldly say that through Christ, I can do all things. Until the end of Paul's life, he encountered giants along the way. But in facing each giant head on, he always proved that God is all powerful and will and can deliver us out of each and every situation. Giants always represent great difficulties. And they stalk us everywhere. They are in our families, our social life, our churches, our finances, our health, our relationships, even in our own minds and and hearts. If we do not overcome, beloved, the giants in our lives, they will devour us. Just as the ancient Israelites, fearing those in Canaan, said, the land we explore devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. But just as the Israelite spies saw giants, Joshua and Caleb saw God. And just as the children of Israel did not want to possess the land because of the giants they saw, so sometimes it is with our own lives. If we are to possess the land which God has given us, we must attack. We must go up and take the land. And just as Joshua and Caleb told the people, uh, we will be stronger by overcoming them than if there had been no giants to defeat. You know, many times I love what Oswald Chambers says. Jesus did not promise us overcoming life. He promised us life as we overcome. Beloved, how can we have victory if we don't learn how to overcome the giants in our own lives? If we do not have overcoming faith, we will be swallowed up, consumed by the giants who block our path. We encounter giants only when we are serving God, sometimes in following him. It was when the children of Israel were going forward that the giants appeared. For when they turned back into the wilderness, they found none. 
Ask yourself this question. Which is worse, to wander around in a barren wilderness with the same mundane monotony of everyday existence or to go forward and see what God has for us? I think this is a great adventure to ask God, what's next? You know, when you do move forward, you will face giants sometimes. But thanks be to God. He always gives us the victory and helps us to overcome each and every giant in our path. So how do we overcome the giants in our lives? And remember that giants represent trials and difficulties. Well, first, you must know that in this walk of faith that you will encounter giants from time to time. Jesus told us not to be surprised about trials and troubles, for they will surely come. But he told us how to overcome them. First, we must rejoice in our great difficulties. It is a sign that we are following hard after the Lord and that we are serving him to the best of our ability. Now, we shouldn't confuse the trials and difficulties which come with the walk of faith with those of our own making. You know what I mean by deliberately walking in disobedience and in sin. But we are talking about the normal day-to-day trials that sometimes come our way. We don't go looking for them nor making them, but we should always be ready to solve them, to handle them, to let God handle them his way. Paul describes for us the proper way to handle the giants in our lives. He says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in my body. It is nearly impossible to express in English the impact of the original language that this text means. Paul gives us five different images in succession. In the first, he has us picture enemies completely surrounding and and pressuring but not crushing him because the heavenly police, so to speak, have protected him and cleared a path just wide enough for him to escape. The literal meaning is we are crowded from all sides, but not defeated. The second image is that of someone whose way is completely blocked by the enemy, yet he has persevered, for there is just enough light for him to see the next step. Paul said perplexed, but not in despair. One literal translation puts it like this, without a road, but not without a side road of escape. Beloved, God will always make a way of escape, so don't despair. Depend on God instead. The third picture, persecuted but not abandoned, is one of the enemy in hot pursuit of him while the the divine defender stands nearby. He is pursued, but he is not left abandoned or alone. The fourth image Paul gives is even one more vivid and dramatic. The enemy has overtaken him, struck him, and knocked him down. But it is not a fatal blow. He is able to rise again. He has been struck down, but not destroyed. Or literally, overthrown, but not overcome. In the fifth and the final image, Paul advances the thought still further, giving us a picture that appears to be one of death itself. Says we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. Yet he does not die. 
for the life of Jesus comes to his aid, and he lives through Christ's life until his life work is complete. What a picture. We, like Christ, shall always rise again in our great difficulties and trials until that final day we will arise for the final time to meet Jesus in the clouds. This always reminds me of what I used to tell my son when he was so away from God and struggling in his life. I repeatedly over and over said to him, Michael, you are like good cream. You will always rise to the top. And I want you to know that this day, that son is in ministry. We cannot expect to receive and achieve the victorious life without a struggle. So dearly beloved, when conflict comes and the battle rages on, don't become discouraged. Remember that God has nothing worth having that is easily gained, for there are no cheap goods on the heavenly market, as someone has put it. It cost God everything for your redemption, for my redemption. So what are a few difficulties here on earth when we have heaven to gain? Fight on, beloved, and you will be victorious and you will find that you have the faith to live by. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636.